You're listening to the Washington Hospitality Industry Podcast, your primary source of information related to the hospitality industry in Washington State. Welcome, everyone. I'm going to give everyone about one more minute before we begin to uh, just make sure everybody gets in and gets settled, and then we can get started. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us today. Our special guest is Mary, Mary Pat Muley from the Employee Employment Security Department, which is also known as ESD. Uh, today, she's going to talk about changes to unemployment, unemployment insurance reporting, including what you need to know about SOC codes. Uh, some housekeeping, if you have a question, type it in the Q&A section below. We're going to put those questions together for an FAQ later. And that's the best place for us to download the questions. So make sure you put it there. We're also recording this session. So if you missed anything, if you have to leave early, uh, it will be up on our website probably by this afternoon, along with the presentation slides. And we do need to thank our sponsor, the Clean Buildings Concierge Program. And so now I'm going to go ahead and hand this off to Mary Pat. Hi, Mary Pat. Good morning, everybody, and I'm going to do a really quick one-two and hand this over to uh, Denise Craig. Uh, she's a, a, our uh, lead tax and wage uh, person, and, and it's her team who is, is directly supporting the employers, so I think it'd be great uh, if you uh, hear directly from, from Denise, and uh, I'm uh, speaking on behalf of Denise and I. We are absolutely thrilled to be here, and our Looking forward to uh, your questions, and I'll say right now, you can ask us anything. Like We are here to help, and we'll be monitoring, and if there's questions that come in afterwards, get them to Lisa, and she will relay them to us, and we will get back to you. So thank you. Good morning, everybody. Um, welcome to the standard occupational classification um, presentation that we're doing. We're excited to be here to be able to share with you some information. Um, like Mary Pat said, you can ask questions in the chat anytime as we go along and um, they'll, they'll uh, try to answer your questions. Um, and then at the end, we'll have a time to go through um, some questions and then uh, show some examples on how you look up standard occupational classification codes. All right. So in today's presentation, we're gonna do an overview of SOC codes, uh, frequently asked questions um, that we get from employers, SOC code resources, and uh, questions and answers. And this slide deck will be shared at the end. Um, so we'll get that out uh, to you guys. Um, what is 
it. Uh, standard occupational classifications or SOC codes is a federal coding system used to identify occupations and workers. The data is used to analyze workforce demands and evaluate the effectiveness of training programs. Um, the history is it stemmed from the recommendation by Future of Work Task Force in 2019. Um, the Washington State House Bill 2308 required that SOC codes be implemented into a, the quarterly reports um, that you file with ESD. Um, in addition, Washington is following in the footsteps of other states, including Alaska, Indiana, and Louisiana, that already require SOC codes. Uh, what do SOC codes provide? So SOC codes help government agencies and private businesses compare occupational data. This data is used by government program managers, industry and labor relations specialists, students considering career training, job seekers, vocational training schools, and employers wishing to set salaries or locate new businesses. Um, occupational data from SOC codes fills a critical gap across the state. SOC codes can help students, families, taxpayers, and policymakers see whether graduates land jobs in the careers for which they were trained. Um, it can shed light on training for specific jobs and careers and whether that training is effective. It can help guide students on career choice and allow businesses to help shape courses that lead to actual jobs. Um, it can help economic developers identify the strengths of local workforces and help attract businesses to those communities. Um, mandatory reporting. So when you file your fourth quarter 22 report um, this month in January, um, you'll be required to provide SOC codes. Um, so the timeline of how we rolled this out, starting in November of 21, customers using our uh, newer version of EAMS can look up, could look up SOC codes. Um, December uh, 2021 through third quarter 22, we continued using EAMS to submit quarterly reports. Customers using our newer version, we call it the upgraded version of EAMS, um, could use the new SOC code lookup tool inside that filing system to get the most accurate SOC codes for each of your employees. Um, starting in mid-22, we started upgrading to the newer version of EAMS, uh, which can, uh, remember the SOC codes you entered from the last quarter. And then again, starting fourth quarter 22, all employers are required to report SOC codes. So I'm gonna go through some frequently asked questions that we get. Um, so how can I prepare before I use SOC codes? So we recommend creating a spreadsheet listing each employee and their job titles. Using the lookup tool available on our website, um, you can look up job titles and enter the first six numbers of the SOC code in your spreadsheet that's closest that matches the specific job. Um, you can use this reference when completing your information for filing. We recommend importing your wage file instead of hand keying it. And for more information, you can go to this URL on our website. And again, we'll be sharing um, this slide deck. So you'll have a link to the URL. Um, when are SOC codes required? fourth quarter 22 reporting, which is due this month. Do I have to report SOC codes if I am a reimbursable employer? Yes, reimbursable employers are required to submit quarterly reports the same as taxable employers, and those reports are required to include SOC codes. Do I have to re-enter SOC codes every quarter? So in our old version, you did, um, in our new version of EAMS, um, it will uh, capture the SOC codes for employees that were entered in the previous quarters. So employers will not have to re-enter SOC codes every quarter. Um, but if an employee changes occupations from the previous quarter, um, we'll 
still want to capture the most recent occupation of the employee from the employer. Oops, sorry. Um, how do I decide which SOC codes to use for an employee who performs multiple job functions or has multiple duties? So the occupation that combines two different activities is reported with the code for the occupation that requires the highest level of skill or education. And if the skill levels are the same, report the occupation in which the employee spends the most time. For employees who change jobs during the quarter because of transfers, promotions, demotions, or reclassification, only report their last occupation. When will paper forms be updated to include SOC codes? Paper forms were updated and mailed to employers for submitting SOC codes for fourth quarter 22. As always, we encourage electronic submission of wage information. Where do I enter SOC codes in EAMS? Um, use the upgraded EAM system to file your fourth quarter report. Do I have to report SOC codes for exempt employees? If your employees' wages are exempt from being reported on quarterly tax and wage reports, you do not need to report SOC codes. This includes corporate officers, sole proprietors, commissioned-only sales. Um, for more information on exempt positions, um, the URL is here. And again, you'll get this link um, to our website. Um, when you get a copy of the slide deck. I'm getting error messages about not reporting SOC codes when I file, what's going on? So this is only a warning message that appears to let you know that you didn't report SOC codes. You can still complete and submit your tax report um, with, without having the SOC code um, information in there. And that is true for this quarter also. Um, it is just a warning and you will get a warning if, if the SOC code um, is not there. How do I add SOC codes with keyed wage data? Um, here's a link to a the URL on our website that'll show you um, how to uh, key the wage data. How do I add SOC codes with imported wage data? Again, we have those instructions on our website. So if you go to this URL, uh, you'll be able to get that information. And again, this slide deck will be provided. How will ESD validate SOC code data? So the system won't allow you to enter invalid or incomplete SOC codes. We are looking to the employer community to provide accurate SOC code data to ensure our educational institutions provide effective training, our businesses can help shape courses that lead to actual jobs, and economic developers um, can identify strengths in local workforces to help attract businesses to those communities. How do I change SOC code data? So SOC codes cannot be amended. If you find you need to change um, stock code, make the change in your next quarterly filing. I'm already submitting codes to LNI. Why do I need to do this again? Stock codes and LNI codes are different and need to be reported separately. LNI, for LNI code information, um, here's the, um, the URL for LNI's information. What does entering stock codes look like? So you can watch a full instructional video on our website, just go to that URL. Um, but down here, there is a where you would enter the SOC code when you're keying in employee information or after you've updated it, you can go back and edit. And here's a little search um, tool that you can pull up to search for SOC codes, or you can just key that information in when you're entering um, your report. Here are some resources um, that you can use. Um, here's our website about SOC codes. 
um, here's the ONET online where you go in and look up uh, the job. You look, can put in the job title and it will give you the SOC code. Um, it also gives you some tasks and descriptions about those to narrow down which code you should use. Here's the WAC um, that has been updated to requiring SOC codes. Um, here's an email address, sockreporting at esd.wa.gov. So we're going to go through some SOC codes today and examples of looking them up. But if we can't nail down a SOC code that you should use, um, you're going to want to email sockreporting at esd.wa.gov. You're going to want to give the job title and then list some of the tasks and duties that they do so that they can help you find the SOC code um, that best fits that uh, job title. Um, and, and if you don't provide the details of the job and you just end, uh, send a job title, they're going to come back and ask you for those details um, of tasks. Because sometimes um, the SOC code, um, the one you wouldn't think would be the code is actually the code you're going to use. So you, based on the duties that they do, you'll want to um, uh, give them that information. And then you'll want to go to our alerts on our website for um, updates about um, EAMS and the upgrade to EAMS for fourth quarter. Um, so we'll take some general questions and then we'll walk through finding specific SOC codes after any general questions that you may have. Um, Mary Pat, is there any uh, questions? Um, or do we just want to go to looking up? Uh... I do have a question from one of our audience members. Um, okay. The question is, why are the SOC codes different from the LNI codes? Is there any consideration to make those the same to make it easier? No. So, so the SIC codes that you report to LNI are different than the SOC codes that the um, Bureau of Labor and Statistics has come up with. And so... Um, they are different codes, and so you'll need to, um, it's not going to be easier for you. You're going to have two separate sets of codes, the ones for L&I and the ones um, that get reported to uh, us. And that came through from the, the bill. We did, ESD didn't make that determination. Um, that was made... Uh, that was inside uh, the house bill that came down that said that we would use the SOC codes. Okay, thank you, Denise. Mm -hmm. Are there any other questions before we pop into looking up some stock codes? Okay. Well, I'm gonna go. So I'm gonna go from the slide deck because we're gonna share the slide deck. And so I'm gonna show how um, you can, yeah, maybe, why are you not, oh, doing the webinar early. Okay, so here we go. Sorry, getting something that popped up in my, okay, okay come on. Um, we're still seeing the uh, the resources yeah. slide deck only right now. Yeah, I'm trying to slide my other screen. <laughs> that came. Gotcha. Okay. So there sorry about that. It popped up on my popping up on my other screen. Okay. So this ONET online is where you'll go to look up 
um, SOC codes. And so um, what you'll do is right here under occupation and keywords is where you will put in um, information. And so let's say uh, you're looking up um, a chef. Oops, except I can't type. Okay, so it will come up and it will give you some options of the different um, uh, options when you type in chef that it, it filters for you. So if you come in here into chef and head cooks, um, it gives a description of what they do. And then here are some of the sample job titles. It's not all the job titles, it's just sample job titles that would be used for this. And so it has banquet chef, certified executive chef, chef cook, executive chef, executive sous chef, head cook, kitchen manager, pastry chef, sous chef. And then if let's just say your employee has a job title, even though it might be different than one of those, um, you come down here and you'll look at the tasks that they do. And it gives you the first five, but you can expand it out to all these other job duties. Um, and so you'll want to, and that's why I was saying when you email softreporting at esd.wa.gov, you're going to want to put in some of their, their uh, tasks that they do to help um, determine that right SOC code. And it has some other information, some detailed work activities, work, you know, that you can. And again, a lot of it is the same as above. Um, so, so that's what you'll want to use. So if you were looking for what code you would use for your chef, you would use 35011. Um, so I hope that that makes sense. Um, if, if you want to look at cooks for like a restaurant, so then here you have some other, again, um, uh, job titles that you could look at. And again, as a summary of what it is for and the list of tasks that they do. And so um, if it was more like for a cook for a restaurant um, and it's one of these and these jobs suit this, then this would be the code 352014 that you would use. Um, so uh, I hope that that kind of makes sense. So that's kind of the um, uh, ways that you go in and search for uh, stock codes. If you see this little sunshine spot next to it, it's just occupations that are expected to grow rapidly in the next several years. And we'll have a large number of job openings or new and emerging occupations. And so that's what these little uh, suns uh, stand for when you see them next to particular occupations. Um, so if you were looking for, let's just say a um, hotel manager. Um, so you can see that there is hotel, motel and resort desk clerks. There's lodging managers. So you come in here and you look at again, what they do. Um, and then here might be some of the different job titles. And then again, you have your tasks. And so you're going to go through and narrow down based on um, the uh, job information that you have to try to determine 
which best fits um, for that occupation. And again, we're only taking the first six. So if lodging manager is a position that you have or hotel manager, rooms director, resort manager, night manager, any of those, then you would use 119081. Um, I did put together a spreadsheet of um, potential job titles that might um, fit into uh, the hospitality um, uh, umbrella uh, that that will be shared with you um, for some, again, potential SOC codes. Um, it does have some question marks in it. So um, the question marks, meaning you would need to look at the job duties of those ones that have a question mark next to them to say, do they meet the definition, you know, and the task that my um, employee does? And if so, then yes, that's the right SOC code or no, then I need to do some more looking or um, reach out to SOC reporting at esd.wa.gov um, to determine if they're the right SOC codes. Um, are there some SOC codes that um, maybe some, some people in the chat want to look up to see if we can um, find uh, and search for them or Yeah, Denise, can you tell us about, uh, I think the question that I heard from um, outside the organization was, uh, what's the SOC code for a delivery driver for meal deliveries? Okay. So let's see here. I'm just looking because I, I put in meal first. And so I want to see, I'm going to go with delivery drivers. Oh, except I can't spell. Okay, so you have a driver slash sales worker. So let's go in here first. So delivery man, driver, delivery sales, pizza delivery drivers, route delivery, route delivery. So they've got these different ones. Um, drives trucks or other vehicles to establish routes within established territory um, and sell or deliver goods such as food products, right? Including restaurant takeout or pickup or delivery of such items, commercial laundry. Um, may also take orders, collect payment, and stock merchandise at point of delivery. So if that sounds like what they do, or you come down here and you look in these, so drives trucks to deliver such items as food, medical supplies, or newspapers, inform regular customers new products or services or price changes. Um, and I'm not going to read them all, right? And so you go through these and you look that those meet that criteria, then this 533031, again, we're only taking the first six, um, would be the code that you would want to use. Okay, um, we will share this spreadsheet online um, along with this presentation and the slides. So if you're wondering about that spreadsheet, yes, we will have it up on our website this afternoon. Um, I think the next one, question we have is food expediter. What does that mean? So, so this is a good example of what their tasks are like. Yeah. So, because we have food preparation, food preparation and service related to workers, all other 
So what do they mean by expediter? Is it still just food preparation worker? I believe right? so. Uh, my background yeah. is in quick service. We didn't have those. <laughs> okay. Yes. So, and this, but that's, but that's an example, right? Of where you give somebody a job title, but where we need to look at their tasks to find the code, right? Because like my, my job title is manager of employer services. What does that mean? Right? Like, let's get down to my duties to figure out where I fit in. And so, so here's some of the, so it's a performs a variety of food preparation duties other than cooking, such as preparing cold foods and shellfish, slicing meats, brewing coffee, tea, et cetera. It gives some examples here. And then again, we're going to want to look to see if that food expediter fits into any of these categories of the things that they do. Um, and so then if this isn't, um, because I would need more job description details. Is the um, person who runs the food to the table in a full service restaurant. So food preparation and serving, oops, that related workers, all other. It seems like I have servers just a second. Uh, food servers, non-restaurants, so just a second. Um, just a second. Um, uh, so food, I'm going to say food. Um, fast food encounter workers, uh, so waiters and waitresses, um, I'm just looking to see, banquet server, buffet server, food runner, does that, does that fit uh, as an expediter <laughs> or food server? And so then you would come down here and look and see um, if these um, any of these duties um, fit with what um, they do. Um, and if that fits, then it could be the, this waiter waitress. Um, there's also, let's see, um, food servers, non-restaurant. Kitchen runner, uh, room server, room service server, tray server, it says food server. And then here is their task. Um, so placing food servings or on plates and trays according to orders and instructions, uh, monitors food distribu distribution, ensuring meals are delivered to the correct recipient that um, guidelines for those special diets followed. Um, so if this is more like your food expediter, then the 353041 uh, would then um, maybe be in more in line with that. Um, How about an office manager or bookkeeper? Okay. Okay. Okay, so bookkeeping, out, accounting, and auditing clerk. 
And so we've got a count. So then you've got several of these that uh, things type potential job titles. Here is the job duty. You'll look at the task that they do. Um, and and so this is 433031. But if I put in office manager, did you say office manager or office clerk? Sorry. Office manager. Okay. <laughs> okay. So then you get, um, so now you've got the clerks, you've got frontline supervisors. And so here is an office manager, accounting manager. There's some other customer service manager. And so then if the bookkeeping one was, if this is more in line of their job duties and tasks that they do, then the bookkeeping accounting one, then this would be the classification that you would go with. And that's 431011. So does that make sense how you, you have to kind of go look at what they do. Um, so it's job duties, not necessarily the job title. Yeah, yeah. And so you want to make sure these duties align with um, that. So you, and you'll look at, you know, the general overview and then some other job titles that align with it. So from an office manager, office supervisor standpoint, it sounds like this one might be more in line than the other one, which was more bookkeeping, accounting type people, but um, you know, you'll each individual employer will have to decide that based on the job duties for their employees. And based on that, are there codes that similarly match the job duty? Is there a benefit of using one code over the other? I think the one that better aligns with what they actually do, right? And so, so from a sense of if if I were looking at this, I think of your bookkeepers and and that this is more general. I think of the bookkeeping, the others more of your CPAs, accounting firms type that. Um, so if this better aligns with that, so when we were looking at the the food server, right? We had. Um, a couple of different options under the waiter waitress. It had food server. Oh, it was the food expediter. I apologize. And um, but then we had a different code for the food server non-restaurant that had kitchen runner, room server, right? It had some other things. So maybe because the second one that we had, the non-restaurant had them you know, running the food and making sure it got to the right person based on, you know, like if there was a special dietary need or something. And so maybe that one aligns better um, the food server non-restaurant than the waiter waitress, which was, um, didn't have that specific, maybe that was more their, their thing than just the general waiter waitress had for the tasks on them. Um, and and so that's kind of how I drill down and look. And so that's how I look, um, looked up those things on uh, when I did the spreadsheet. And so, um, and on the spreadsheet, I also put in, in the comments, these sample job titles, okay? And so when you get to like food server 
or the office clerk or whatever, um, it gives you the SOC code. So then you can just go in and put in the SOC code into here and you can go look and see um, what, I was kind of trying to help take some of the searching away for you so mm -hmm. that when you look at the spreadsheet, you can go in and go, oh, okay. I can just put in the SOC code and see what the difference is between, um, you know, a food server or a non-restaurant and the waiter waitress. And so those codes are there for like an easy search to just go look at some things. Uh, hopefully it will be helpful. Um, here's another one. In the comedy industry, comedy clubs work with comics with, who are independent contractors or their own business entity. Would the comedy club be required to get an SOC code and report for those independent contractors? Nope. They're exempt. If they're truly an independent contractor, they're exempt from UI and you don't have to report them. So they would be one of the exempted. Um, so as long as they're exempt and you don't have to report them on your quarterly tax report, you do not need to provide a SOC code. Is there a way to enter these codes into QuickBooks without going through payroll setup? There is, I believe, Mary Pat. I know you've been working with Intuit. And right. Um, yeah, we've been working with Intuit on this all along, and they they do have a way. Uh, they do have a way to do that, and some uh, instructions, I believe. And I'm going to see if I can look that up quick. And send that to uh, send that to you for for sharing. Oh, right um, here. <laughs> yes, here, right there. Can I forward that, please? Can I forward who am I forwarding that to? To Lisa, I would assume, right? So yes, LisaHospitality.org. Uh, yes, that is it exactly. So talk right here. as we were saying earlier, we're quite flexible. So yeah, that's that's it. Um, okay, been done. Awesome. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you, Denise. Um, you might another, want to make it a little prettier. <laughs> uh, it seems like multiple codes would work for various, various job descriptions. Is it on the employer to be as specific as possible when multiple job descriptions accurately describe the, the position? So, so yes. So, so I think that went to the kind of go back to the food server and the the like you could use waiter or waitress for that ex food expediter. Um, to me, it felt like the uh, restaurant non. Uh, what was that? It was um, food server non restaurant. That one just based high level seemed more accurate to me. Um, only because. It was like monitoring the food distribution and making sure meals were delivered to the correct recipient, right? Um, placing foods on trays, uh, and maybe I'm wrong, right? So, so yes. Yeah, so based on whether these tasks better fit than waiter or waitress, so yes, picking the one that more best describes what they do would be the code you would want to use. So are there consequences if you mistakenly use an inc incorrect SOC code? Nope. We're looking for um, the employer to, to, they best know what their employees do. And, 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 and honestly, let's say you did uh, waiter waitress the first time for this food expediter, and then you went, 
You know, in looking at that, I really think it really should be the food server non-restaurant. Just change it the next quarterly reporting cycle and put that in. And maybe it's because you just put in waiter, waitress, um, and you didn't know, to say you didn't know that this food server non-restaurant existed and you were in what spare moments we don't have, you were looking up SOC codes for something else and you came across this and you went, oh wow, that really better explains the food expediter. Next quarter, I'm gonna make a note to go in and update this in QuickBooks or whatever filing tool you use or your spreadsheet to track when you're going to upload um, that and change it to this food service non-restaurant. Um, we have a question about a brewmaster in a brewery or also a cellar worker. Brewmaster, okay. Um, I'm looking food batch makers, and I, I don't know. Batching up for brewing technician, blender, uh, technician, compounder. Okay, so now these, I honestly will say this is not. So does do these, so this brewing technician, um, does that make, so let's see here, sets up, operates equipment. Oh, sets up and operate equipment that mixes or blends ingredients used in manufacturing of food products, including candies and cheese makers. Um, so here's one, um, and, and you could look down here to see if any of these things meet that. Um, and so I'm gonna go search and see if there's something else um, to see if that, um, I'm going to food preparation. This is more that, so I don't think it's there. Um, I'm gonna go put in, I'm just gonna put in brewing just to see if something different comes up. Um, food science technician. I'm just looking to see if that. So this is more around the science behind it, but let me tell you, I know that some of those people who do brewing, like that's like key, like, um, so you would have to look and see if that fits better. Because um, I don't think it fits into, so those would be the ones I would look at, the food batch and the food science as far as the brewing piece of it would go. And if, if, if you're still struggling with neither of those make sense, if you email sockreporting at esd.wa.gov, give them some descriptions of what they do, they can look and see if they can find um, one that best fits for that job title. Okay. So and if you aren't seeing the employee, the SOC code in your Intuit system when they pull up the employee file, ONET online is the best place to find those. This one, uh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Find the code and then and then you can 
put that in. I don't know within um, Intuit software, like if they link you to ONET or some, or to um, Bureau of Labor and Statistics to what they use for theirs. Um, but uh, this would be the best place to go to look and see, uh, to look up and see if you can find the right SOC code. And again, if if you're don't if you're struggling, like you, just like this brewing example, um, you've done some looking. You're like, ah, oh, just just send it to softreportingatesd.wa.gov, and and they'll try to assist you. And again, just put in as much detail as you can about the job, so that they can try to narrow it down and get you an answer um, quicker on on what that SOC code should be. All right. We will give it another couple of questions or minutes for if anybody has any other questions. I just want to say this is great because a lot of these I didn't have, or some of these I didn't have in my spreadsheet. And so, because I was just guessing. So, um, and you know, that was so hopefully, I don't know if my spreadsheet will be of value or not, but but we'll see. But uh, it was. Uh, and maybe this were, these were just some of the ones they had trouble finding and all the other ones were easier to find. So let's see. Oh, we got another question. Uh, yes, we will have her spreadsheet specific to the hospitality industry on our site this afternoon. Yeah, and I can just, I'm just gonna, I'll bring it over. But this is, this is my, my spreadsheet. And so I, I just grabbed some titles. Um, so like front desk associate, I had two here. And then I just copied in some of the things for the job title. But you can just go in and you can say like guest service associate, right? You can just copy this. Well, you can't, it'll be, and you can go key this <laughs> um, in here. And then you can see it says desk clerk, front desk agent right list the different things um gives the description uh so hopefully that will um give you some uh some assistance there were just some different titles that i when i found when i did a search that that seemed um different so like there was a meeting coordinator or meeting manager and so that came under meetings conventions and event planning and so um, there were, so it talks about coordinating staff and that, and again, some of their tasks that they do. Um, so depending on uh, your, your things, um, that's where I had the, um, the cook, um, there are, you know, it had, it came up with a, a bartender, which is in here or, and, and then barista. And so then here there's, when you come in. And so you'll be able to just go to those. And so when you, so, and I had food server in here. Um, and so, so that's how I, I knew when I was looking at mine for the food server and the food expediter, um, where I could see the different, um, the very close when you have your food service non-restaurant, right? Where I felt like this one maybe was better for that food expediter. Um, 
And so, so in this spreadsheet, it has like waiter or waitress, but then it has food runner, food server, host, hostess. Um, uh, there were things like a bar back. I had no idea what a bar, that there was a thing called a bar back, right? And so, and I found it under, in this dining room, cafeteria attendants and bartender helpers. And there was this bar back. It just came up in my search. I didn't know what it was, um, but here's where you have, again, uh, bus boy, bus person, busser, dining room attendants, food service aid, food service helper. So there's some other things. Um, so, uh, um, so that, um, just gives you an idea how I went through um, and picked some of the SOC codes out and based on their job duties and, and what titles there were there. All okay. right, Denise, do you have any final thoughts? Um, uh, I, uh, all I can do is say, uh, first, I wanted to say thank you for spending time with us today. Um, and hopefully we can, um, uh, hopefully you learned something, hopefully we're helpful. Hopefully when you get the spreadsheet, that will help you out. Um, I just really encourage you if you're, you're struggling um, with one, just put it at uh, reporting at esd.wa.gov. Um, we monitor that, that uh, email address and, and we'll try to get you the stock code. Um, go to our website if you haven't, um, uh, been there. Um, it has uh, the information on how to create your spreadsheet to upload. Um, our old version of Eames was only four columns. Our new version is eight. So you want to make sure if you've been using our old version of Eames, our upgraded version, you'll need to upgrade your spreadsheet that you were using or your, your software system to upload your file um, for this quarter. So please make sure if you're just upgrading this, this quarter, um, to ensure you've got your correct file format and you're not waiting till the last minute because that is a change. Um, if you have any questions about the upgrading of Eames or you're having trouble filing in our upgraded version, um, tax reporting at esd.wa.gov, Mary Pat, can you put that in the chat, um, can help you with your technical issues if you're having, um, if, uh, or uh, UIFT support um, can help you with your technical issues, um, uh, for, for filing. So UIFT support first, um, and then tax reporting feedback. If there's something that is, um, like a problem you're having with the filing, um, from a sense, Mary Pat, do you want to help on that one? Where, like if it didn't have the sock code that you wanted, we just recently had that where people right. weren't able to find the sock code. And so it was great that they emailed tax reporting at esd.wada.gov. So we knew there was a problem with our lookup tool that we had. Um, it, exactly. And I, I think what we can do is we'll confirm that these, uh, that these email uh, addresses are part of the slide deck. And uh, if not, we will make sure that, that you get them so that you know who to ask what questions of. So, uh, so we'll make sure you have that information. So there's a few different places that might be appropriate for asking questions and we'll, 
we'll give you the information so you can hopefully get to the right person uh, as quickly as possible. So we'll, we'll take care of that after this meeting. One other thing I wanted to build on what, what Denise said uh, is that we greatly appreciate your time and the chance to meet with all of you. Uh, as Denise mentioned, we're in the progress of upgrading all of uh, the people who report um, quarterly taxes, uh, quarterly wages to us. And related to the upgrade, or if you, if you realize that as a group, you have some common questions or some common concerns that would be best served by a future webinar like this, like we are completely open to that. So um, I'm, I hope that this isn't a one and done chance to meet with all of you uh, and, and understand how, you, how things are going for you and help you out. Uh, so I want to make sure that that invitation is clear and that we are we are absolutely here to um, to support you and to to be of assistance. So thank you very much. Well, thank you both so much for being here today. Um, I want to make sure that we thank our sponsor again, uh, the Clean Buildings Concierge Program. And once again, yes, we will have this presentation along with the slide deck, the spreadsheet of the hospitality jobs and a couple of email addresses for you uh, up on our website by this afternoon. So if you wanna rewatch it, you can definitely go on to wahospitality.org and find it there. Um, thank you everybody for being here and have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Washington Hospitality Industry Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, wahospitality.org where you can learn more about the restaurant and lodging industries and the Washington Hospitality Association. Be sure to subscribe to the show in iTunes, Google, Spotify, or iHeartRadio so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Thank you so much for that effort. Until next time.